0: Are you desiring more out of life, more love, more connection, more experience, just more aliveness? Well, that is your soul calling you and together we are going to uncover those soul desires and help you bridge the gap between your physical life and your true soul self. Welcome to the Suddenly Spiritual Podcast. My name is Emily. I'm an intuitive, a psychic medium, and someone who recently and very suddenly awakened to spirituality. On this podcast, we are going to talk all about connecting with your soul to live your fullest, most beautiful life. We're going to talk about spirituality from the perspective of the everyday person. It's my goal that you feel seen and supported on this journey of discovering your soul and awakening to the incredible world of spirit. Let's get started. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Suddenly Spiritual Podcast. It's me, Emily, your host. I'm happy to have you here for another episode. We are getting up there in episodes. I think this one is, it's in the 30s, maybe 35, right around there. And gosh, I'm just so happy to be here with you again for another week. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. I'm happy to have you here. On the Suddenly Spiritual podcast, I talk all about sudden spiritual awakenings and the process that we go through in suddenly becoming spiritual. And the title comes from my own experience of very suddenly, very unexpectedly awakening to the world of spirit. Very suddenly falling down this rabbit hole of magic and my life completely changed. If you want to hear a little bit more about my rapid journey into spirituality, into discovering my intuitive gifts, my spiritual connection, you can hear about that in the very first episode of the podcast. I go in deep what that looked like for me, and we'll just say it was a very shocking experience, but I'm happy to be here with you today. It's what's led me here, and actually what we're going to talk about today are some of the practices I've used over these last two years that have really helped me to develop my intuition, which was sort of the first step on the spiritual awakening journey for me. I really started, I talk about this in that first episode, but it started with this curiosity I had about intuition. I didn't know what intuition was. I just knew I was in some business groups at the time. I had a business I was running at that time. And There were people in my business groups that were talking about making decisions from their intuition. And at that time, I felt really dissatisfied in that business. And I thought, okay, maybe if I can figure out a better way to make decisions in my business, I'll be happier with this business. These people are talking about intuition. I'm going to figure out what that is, and then I'm going to use that and my life will be fixed, (laughs) is what I thought. And it's true, my life was fixed and not really fixed. It was never broken, but my life did very much transform dramatically once I started down this path of discovering my intuition, just not at all in the way that I anticipated. Instead, it led me on this incredible spiritual journey. And I want to talk to you today about the practices that I use to start tapping into my intuition. And I also, I do want to give you a little more more background, just so you understand how disconnected I was from my intuition when I started this spiritual journey. At the beginning of my deep dive into intuition and the start of the spiritual awakening, I was incapable of making decisions for myself. I recognized that. And it's something that has been there like my whole life. I feel like I've had a lot of anxiety around making decisions for myself. So much fear about making the wrong decision, doing the wrong thing, being judged, being less than perfect. Those were just huge fears for me. And so when it came time to make any decision, big or small, the only place I looked for answers was outside of myself. I never asked myself what I wanted, what I thought I should do. I based my opinion solely on the advice around me on what I saw other people doing and on what other people said I should do to be successful. And frankly, that's what led to me feeling so unhappy in my life is because I was building my life based on everything around me rather than based on anything within me rather than checking in with my own internal knowledge or checking in with my own desires even. At that point in my life and pretty much for my whole life, I couldn't even tell you what I liked. I, I just didn't even have opinions and I definitely could not have goals or dreams for my future. I was terrified to even do that because I didn't have any sort of internal trust. I did not trust myself even just to dream of what kind of future that I wanted. So I was really starting at zero when it came to connecting with my intuition, connecting with my inner wisdom. Frankly, I had no faith in myself at all. I did not think that I was capable of of trusting myself, of making smart decisions And so my exploration into intuition was also a process of me learning to trust myself, learning that, oh my gosh, I kind of do have some answers. And as I kept developing that trust within myself, I was able to start dreaming of what I wanted for the future. I was able to start defining what I actually like, what I actually want in my life. And this discovery and connection with my intuition was an integral part of me discovering my authentic self, of me recognizing myself for who I am. And then this next step that I am moving into and have been moving into for this year is taking this recognition of who I am and starting to live my life from that place, actually live my life from that place rather than. Spending my life trying to conform to what I think that people want from me. Because truly, we never actually know what other people want from us. We know what they say, but we don't know what happens in their brains. And so, the best thing for us to do is focus internally on what we want, on what we desire, on who we are, and on the life that we are meant to live. But we cannot get to that point until we start identifying. Who we are at our core until we start connecting internally with that inner wisdom. So that's what we're talking about today. When we talk about intuition, we are talking about that inner knowing, that inner knowledge. And my goal today, with sharing this information with you, is that I give you some really simple, practical steps you can take to start developing that trust and knowing within yourself. When I started kind of my research project into what intuition is and how I get it, (laughs) what I eventually came to is that it's actually not that mysterious. I had built intuition up into this really mysterious, mystical practice, this thing that other people had because they were like better than me or Higher than me or more enlightened than me. And that's just not the case. The truth is we all have intuition and we all have access to it. It's just learning how to access it. It's just learning how to actually listen to ourselves and to that inner guidance system. All our intuition is is an inner guidance system. It's a way that we tap into our inner knowledge. And I truly believe It's a way that we tap into the knowledge of our soul. It's a way that we connect with our soul because all of us, every human here on the earth, we have our physical human self, but then we also have this incredible soul within us. And this soul within us is the part of us that existed before this specific human life, the part that will continue to exist beyond this human life. It holds the knowledge of all of our lifetimes. It holds our connection with God, spirit, universe. Our soul is that bright, light, unique, magical part of us. And our intuition is the way that we connect with our soul, with that frequency of love and knowledge and wisdom that exists within all of us. And I mean it. It exists within all of us everyone has an intuition and everyone can be intuitive if we choose to but if you're like me and you are very disconnected from yourself it is going to take you a minute to develop that trust and connection within yourself there is going to be a process of learning to listen to yourself and building up that muscle that that trust muscle within yourself building up your ability to really hear what your intuition is telling you. So how do we hear our intuition? Now that I've, I've let you know, it's really not that mysterious. It's really not some mystical thing. It's just a, a part of who we are. It's a part of our soul. It is something that we can use to just connect more deeply with our soul. It's sort of like a window into our soul and access to that eternal wisdom. So how do we actually hear our soul? How do we actually hear our intuition? How do we actually connect with it? Well, what I've learned over the last few years is that my intuition is not the yelling voice of fear that I hear in my head. My intuition is not screaming at me about how things should be. It's not shaming me. It's not making me feel guilty for what I have done or what I haven't done those voices in your head are not your intuition. That is your ego, your brain, your conditioning that you've experienced throughout your life in this world. Your intuition is quiet. It's subtle. It's a voice of of love. And for you, it may not actually even be a voice. The way we all experience our intuition is going to be so unique to each of us. And for me, sometimes maybe it's like a voice in my head, but often it's just a feeling in my body. It's a knowing, and it is a gentle guidance. Your intuition is your internal guidance system, and it's a gentle guidance. It's a loving guidance. It is a peaceful guidance. It is not forceful. It is not fear-based. It's it's just that energy of love. We're connecting with our soul. Our soul is the energy of love, and the intuition speaks that same language, that same subtle loving language. And as you do these practices that I promise I'm going to get into now, as you do these practices, you will develop an understanding of what your intuition sounds like, of what it feels like when you connect with your intuition. And it will become so natural to you that You won't even be able to describe how it feels because it just feels like a part of you. And I feel like right now, that's kind of where I am. It's really hard to describe exactly how it sounds, exactly how it feels, because it is such an ingrained part of how I spend my every day connecting with my intuition that it just feels natural. It just feels normal. It's just who I am. And you will get to that point, too. As you go through these practices and as you develop that communication within yourself. I will say along with that note about how your intuition doesn't feel like fear. One thing as you're connecting in with your intuition that that you can really focus on and that you can use as an identifier of this if this is intuition or if this is ego your ego voice, that fear voice, that conformity voice will feel constrictive. It will feel like you're being squeezed. It will feel like you're being put in a box. It will make you tense up, constrict. You'll feel like tight, tightness. Whereas your intuition will feel expansive. You won't feel that Tightness, stress, constriction. You'll feel expanded. You'll feel possibility. You will feel open. It's a very different feeling that openness and that constriction. And maybe a way you can kind of practice differentiating those is if you can think about something that you know you should do, but you keep avoiding it. You keep not doing it. Okay. Maybe it's that. Big basket full of laundry that you do not want to fold. (laughs) And so it's been sitting in your living room for three days. And every time you think about it, your body tenses and you're like, oh my God, I do not want to do that. I know that I should do that. Your brain is saying, you should fold that laundry. You should put it away. Everything's going to be wrinkly now. What have you done leaving it in the living room for a week? And you feel that constriction, you feel that tightness. That is an ego voice. That is not an intuitive voice. An intuitive voice is when you ask yourself, what do I want to do? What feels expansive? It's this feeling of possibility. It feels like creation, like creativity. It feels open. And even just thinking about your task list that you have, if you spend a few quiet moments seeing how your body feels, Feels when you think about each thing on your list, it'll kind of help you feel the difference between the ego voice and the intuitive voice. And I'm not saying don't fold your laundry or don't do anything that makes you feel constricted. Like we have lives, we have to do these practical things that we don't always want to do. I'm just saying you can use this as an example to identify what it feels like in your body, just a really simple, low stakes way to feel that because feeling constricted about your laundry, it's no big deal. We know we have to do it anyway, eventually, or you just, you know, wear your wrinkly clothes out of the basket and then until you have no more. So anyway, (laughs) let's move on to these practices. These practices are all very similar, but I'm going to share with you the way that I do a daily practice, a weekly practice, a monthly practice, and I might even talk a little bit about what I do on a yearly basis the practices are all very similar they're all very simple and i'm also going to share with you kind of how this has evolved over the last couple years so let's start with my daily practice that i've been using for the last 2 years to develop a connection with my intuition as someone who started with not even knowing what kind of music i like <laughs> as someone who started with not even having Any clue what intuition was. And I just say that to let you know it is so possible for you to develop this connection, especially if you keep at it. You know, two years, really not that long. And, you know, it didn't take this whole two years for me to develop this connection. So my intuitive connection really started through journaling because that felt like the easiest way for me to step into this. The journaling, it felt easier than what I've eventually moved to, which is a lot of meditation, connection with spirit, and that quiet. At the beginning, that felt scary. I was like, I am not going to meditate. That is for weirdos. But now I do it every day. So, how I started this intuitive development was every morning I would write in my journal and I would just ask myself, What does my soul desire? And I would write out whatever came to my mind immediately, immediately whatever came to my mind, no matter how silly it sounded, no matter how trivial it seemed, no matter what judgments were going on in my head, I just went ahead and wrote down what are the things I desire today? What does my soul desire today? And this practice, what it is doing is it's helping you connect with your soul It's also helping you develop trust within yourself by just writing down what comes to you without judgment, because we do have to get over that judgment we have within ourselves in order to develop that trust and compassion within ourselves. Eventually, I was gifted some oracle cards, and so I moved to asking the deck, what do I need to know today, and then pulling one card out of the deck and then writing in my journal about that card and how I felt like it applied to my life. I didn't really know anything about oracle cards. You don't have to know anything about oracle cards to do this. It's just asking the cards, what is one thing I need to know? Pull the card out. You can read the guidebook, look at the card, and then writing about the messages that come through. Just writing out How does this card apply to my life? How does this card apply to what I'm going through right now? How can I make these connections? And a major part of this practice is pulling the card and then just trusting what comes out, trusting the card that comes out. Don't put it back in, trust what comes out. And as you're writing in your journal, trust what comes out in your writing. We're developing this trust, we're developing this. Conversation with our intuition through doing this. And we're also creating a a trust in that inner knowledge, a trust in our competence, in our ability to look at our life and receive spiritual guidance and receive intuitive guidance about our life and writing it out. Now, a key aspect of this is let's say you pull a card that doesn't resonate at all or maybe you pull a card that makes you feel like something major is going to happen in that day and then nothing happens. This doesn't mean your intuition is broken. This doesn't mean you are not connected to your intuition or you are not connected with spirit. We want to approach this so lightly, so much with just a, a curiosity, not trying to force it not trying to be right all the time because we're learning how to connect with our intuition and we're going to be learning. We're learning how to hear this voice and sometimes we're not gonna hear it right. Sometimes we're gonna fall back into ego instead of in that heart-centered intuition space that we are working on moving into. You just keep coming back to it. And if you can commit to it every day, oh my gosh, you will make leaps and bounds in your intuitive development, in your in your connection with yourself. But you have to let it be light. You have to let it be an experiment. And I also want to say, if you can't do this every day, that's fine. That's no problem. Do it when you can. Do it when it fits in with you, with you, with your life. We all have a real Human life, we have to be living. There is no pressure to be committed to this every single day. And I don't do this every single day. I do my best, but I'm a mom with three young kids, and sometimes they just really need me. And I have zero time in my day to connect for myself. And that's fine. That doesn't mean I'm failing at being intuitive, it doesn't mean I'm failing at connecting with spirit. It just means that I'm a human it just means i'm a person and i have this life and responsibilities and you know this purpose to to care for my children and to care for my physical life so be light with yourself with this also i wanted to share so i still pull cards so often when i'm looking for this spiritual guidance this intuitive guidance but a lot of the time now i sit in the quiet and i turn on some theta music That's Theta, T-H-E-T-A. You can find some on YouTube. I turn it on and it's this background music that really allows me to quiet the thoughts in my brain. And in that quiet time, I ask myself, I ask spirit, what do I need to know? And this is when those visions come through, that guidance comes through, that spiritual connection comes through. This is something that I built up to by starting with the simple journaling, by starting with that and then moving into trying to intuitively connect with these cards and then finally moving into receiving messages directly from spirit myself without the card in between, receiving messages directly from my intuition. And you can do this. An important aspect of this is to just trust what comes through. I cannot stress that enough. Just to trust what comes through. And it's going to feel weird when you start, okay? You're going to have doubts. You're going to question, am I doing this right? If you're doing it, then you're doing it right. There's no wrong way to do it because this intuitive connection is so personal. And if you just set the intention, I'm going to connect with my intuition. I want to develop this inner knowing, this inner love, this inner wisdom, my connection to it, my ability to access it. Set that intention and then follow through with that intention and it will come. So this is the practice that I do on the daily, except for when I don't. right? We all give ourselves a little grace. That's key. We got to give ourselves some grace. Now, weekly, I pretty much do the same thing. On Sundays or Mondays, what you can do is do the same thing I'm talking about that I do on the daily, but you ask, what do I need to know this week? What lessons am I meant to learn this week? What challenges am I going to face this week? How should I show up in my life this week? All of those are beautiful questions. And you can explore the answers to those questions through just writing straight in your journal, whatever comes out, through pulling some cards and reading the meanings behind those cards, spending some more time thinking about and journaling how this applies to your life through that quiet meditation, connection with spirit, and trusting whatever comes through your mind. And then I do recommend journaling afterwards. That just really solidifies it. That really keeps it in your mind. I can't tell you how many times I spend time connecting in with spirit, having these visions, and I don't get the opportunity to journal afterwards. And uh, those messages float out of my brain, right? We have a lot going on in our lives. So spend the time to write it down and to journal. And the beauty of keeping a journal of this connection and of this guidance is not only to help you in the moment, but as you look back three months, six months, one year later, you're going to find so much value and wisdom in that writing. It is going to blow your mind. I promise. I promise you're going to be able to see your development and you're going to be able to connect back with those messages like, oh, I remember when that message came through and it's going to activate that within you in in the future. It's just going to be amazing. It's going to speak to you now and it's going to speak to you then. OK, so that is what I do on the weekly. On the monthly, it's so similar. And this is monthly. This is what I'm doing. When I am connecting in and giving you that spiritual guidance, those channeled messages for the upcoming month. You can do this for yourself. You truly can. You can do it in all the same ways that we've been talking about. What you want to do is ask spirit, ask your intuition, ask your higher self, whatever you want to connect with. Set the intention that you are making that connection and then ask. What do I need to know in the next 30 days? What lessons am I going to be learning? What challenges am I going to be facing? How can I navigate these challenges? Where am I being asked to grow? Where are my blind spots this coming month? These are all beautiful questions. If you're going through a major transition in your life, You can say, how do I navigate this transition? What is on the other side of this difficulty? What feelings can I expect to experience as I go through this transition? How do I overcome this situation? Whatever is present in your current life, you can bring that to spirit. You can bring that to yourself, to your own intuition. The key is giving yourself the quiet time and space to hear the answers to those questions. My my best way to get that quiet time and space in the beginning and, and oftentimes now is through writing it in my journal. Because it is hard, especially in the beginning, to sit quietly and receive messages because your brain wants to be active your body wants to be active it's hard to train yourself to be comfortable in the quiet so just the best way to get comfortable in that quiet and start connecting in is through writing because your brain gets to be active your body gets to be active and you can let those feelings emotions flow through As you connect with your intuition, you are going to find that it is deeply connected to your emotions. We value our competence so highly. And as you move into connecting with your intuition, you'll learn that we need to value our emotions at that same level that we value our competence. Because our intuition is going to speak very often, with our feelings, through our feelings. It's that frequency of love. And the way we define what's intuitive and what is ego is through how does it feel. So monthly, you can do this to yourself. You can do this for yourself, this feeling into the energies that are coming up. Like I've been saying this whole time, an important part of this is just trusting what comes through just trusting what comes through because we're learning to listen to this voice and we're developing this trust within ourselves. We're not shaming ourselves if what we write out doesn't really come through, doesn't really happen. Maybe we're anticipating that this month, you know, something really big is going to happen and nothing really big feels like it happens. That's fine. We're not going to shame ourselves. We're not going to Feel bad about ourselves if it doesn't play out the way we anticipate it. That doesn't mean we're wrong. That doesn't mean we don't have an intuitive connection. That doesn't mean that we're doing it wrong. It means we're developing that conversation. We're learning the language. And it's a lot to learn, my friend, but it will click for you the more that you put this into practice. So hold it loosely. What comes through, hold it loosely, trust it, and then let it go. And then let it go. For me, when I do this, this monthly connection, I do my intuitive connection, let these messages come through, I write it out, I write a lot, I journal a lot on it, and then I leave it. And throughout the month, something may come up where I have this kind of ding like, oh, yeah, this was in my messages for the month. This is part of what I anticipated. This is the time when maybe if in the messages it came through that I need to really lean into my my self-compassion this month. Maybe halfway through the month, I catch myself feeling really down on myself. I may get a little ping that says remember you need to lean into self-compassion. This is the moment that spirit was talking about, them. I intuitively felt into where I really need to lean into that self-compassion. You know, you're going to feel it throughout the month, but you don't have to spend all of your time focusing so heavy on it and analyzing every moment. Hold it loosely, and it will make sense as time moves forward. Now, this episode is already a little longer than than most of our episodes have been lately so I'm going to wrap it up here in just a minute but I am going to share with you the yearly practice that I've been doing and I've been doing this for a long time actually maybe like 5 years probably longer than that but you've probably heard of people choosing a word for the year and the word for the year is kind of like your focus of the year it encompasses what you want to accomplish, what goals you have, how you want to feel, where you want your life to move in the following year. And you may choose a word like freedom, joy, adventure, you know, these sort of bigger concepts that you want to cultivate in your life. And I started doing this, I don't know, five, seven years ago, choosing this word of the year for where I wanted my life to go. and. This has actually been a very powerful practice for me. And I realize now how intuitive that was, even though I felt so disconnected from my intuition. It was a great example of how we are always connected to our intuition, even when we have no stinking clue, because I found that the word I would choose for the year, that word that dynamic would play out throughout the year and by the end of the year that word that concept would just be a part of me for example about 3 4 years ago i chose the word power because it was the most uncomfortable word i could think of <laughs> at the time i was building my my previous business and I really wanted to feel powerful. I really wanted to feel confident in building this business. But saying I'm powerful was like the most uncomfortable thing I could ever say at that time. So I chose that as my word. And throughout the year, opportunities came up for me to step in my power over and over and over again throughout the whole year. And I found myself rising to the occasion. I found myself really taking the opportunities and stepping more deeply into my power, into my self-confidence, really starting to own who I am. And by the end of the year, I could say, I'm freaking powerful. And I could feel it and I could mean it and I could know it. And that was not the case at the beginning of the year. And this is something that I found repeating since the the first time I chose a word of the year. This past year, my word was unencumbered. It's such a big, weird, awkward word. But I started last year feeling so weighed down and trapped and heavy. And I just wanted to float in the clouds. That is how I felt. So, that's the word that I chose for the year. That was my goal. That was where I wanted to go. And that was the intention that I set. And I don't know if I'm spending all my time just floaty in the sky right now, but I don't feel that big heavy weight hanging onto my ankle anymore. I don't feel so trapped like I did at the beginning of this past year. So, when it comes to using your intuition, For reading into the upcoming year, what I would recommend you do, you can choose this word of the year, this theme for the year. It is something I love to do. And you can intuitively feel into where do I want to expand in this upcoming year? What intention do I want to set for the next year? What feels like a challenge to me? What is Something I'm struggling with right now that I want to work through for the year. And you choose this word and you set the intention, the intention that this is my word this year. This is my theme for this year. This is how I'm going to grow, overcome. This is what I'm going to experience. And it doesn't have to be some big, grand, like overcoming. You can choose something so beautiful like presence, joy, whatever feels true to you. But the key in choosing this word is trusting yourself, trusting what comes through, trusting your desires, and trusting that intuitive pull that you feel toward whatever word comes up for you. And you can spend some time quiet. Quieting your mind, quieting, so that you can really hear what comes up for you. One way that you can quiet your mind and work through what's my word for this year, grab your journal, write out a bunch of words that feel like what your desires are for this next year. Then go back through, read each one, and notice how you feel in your body. Do you feel excitement? Do you feel expansion? Does it just feel right? That's your word. And then just trust yourself and see what happens this next year. It's just a fun experiment. It's just a way for us to play with spirit and to play with our intuition. We're developing this connection, this trust. Now, my friends, if you stick with these practices, I can promise you that 2024 is going to be your most intuitive year. Seriously, it's going to be incredible. You are going to have so much personal growth and development if you choose to do these practices. You don't have to be super rigid. It's okay if you miss a day, a week, a month. It's fine. Come back to it when it suits you. It's always here. You're never behind. You're never doing it wrong. This is your journey. This is your path. And this is your opportunity to really develop that love and trust within yourself so you can connect with that eternal wisdom of your soul. You can connect with the unbound, unending love of spirit and welcome it into your everyday life. And as you develop this intuition, this connection, you'll not only notice this incredible change within you, where you are more able to access positive feelings within you, feelings of love, trust, compassion within you, but you're also going to see those things reflected in the world around you as you lean into this work, as you move through it. You can absolutely do it. Let me know over on Instagram if you are going to apply any of these practices to your life. I really hope that this has been helpful for you. If you have any questions at all, find me on Instagram. My handle, my name is at Suddenly Spiritual. I would love to chat with you there. Have an incredible day, my friends. Have an incredible year. And I can't wait to chat with you soon. I love you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Suddenly Spiritual Podcast. I'm so grateful that I get to be part of your journey of spiritual expansion. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave a review for me on Apple Podcasts. It's a quick, free, easy way for you to support this podcast, and it helps me reach more people who are looking for support on their spiritual journey. You can find a link to leave a review in the show notes. Thank you so much, and I'll chat with you soon.